This is the Reset MD podcast. We welcome you to join in on our conversations with fellow physicians. Many of us in medicine reach a point in our careers where we want to make a change, hit a reset button. Wouldn't it be nice to have some guidance from colleagues who'd been there too and have pearls of wisdom to share? These well-being conversations will cover a range of topics, thriving in medicine, physician health, burnout prevention, work-life integration, practice optimization, advocacy, and support. And we'll just have some fun doing it. Listen in and start your reset. Hi, welcome back to the Reset MD podcast. I'm Marian McCrary, one of the co-creators of the podcast, and today I'm meeting for the first time, and I'm super excited about it, Dr. Heather Signorelli. She's a board-certified pathologist and a physician executive overseeing laboratories in a large healthcare system, and she's also an entrepreneur who enjoys building businesses and owns a laboratory consulting company, as well as a full-service medical billing and coding company, along with your husband. And that was really intriguing to me because as physicians, I'm an internal medicine physician, um, that coding piece of of the job um, is something that can be really challenging and feel like a foreign language at times. So I I can't wait to hear your story about uh, your life as a physician and how you got involved in that as well, but also maybe to get a few little pearls and hacks of what might be helpful for physicians who um, need to know more about that. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's nice to speak with you. Thank you. It's an honor um, to have guests like yourself on here. We really enjoy hearing people's stories. And uh, and I learn something from every one of the individuals that I talk with. So in saying that, um, tell us a little bit more about you, um, how you came into the role that you have as a physician, um, what you're doing now. And we always love to hear if there's sort of some resets or some pivots, some decisions you've made in there that really has helped you um, get to where you are now in a way that um, helps support your wellness and, and thriving in what you do. So I'll start with kind of my story. So like you mentioned, I'm a pathologist. Um, you know, I sort of grew up in a household. My mom's a nurse and she truly just loved the business side of medicine herself. And so she grew into a role herself of running hospitals and running surgery centers. And so I like to think that my business knowledge probably started in utero because I feel like that's just, she just was such a force of nature. She is such a force of nature and just really enjoys that side of it. And so I think I've always had an inclination for the business side of medicine. It's what I've enjoyed. And even in residency was doing some consulting on the side, doing laboratory visits, understanding quality, understanding business operations. And so it just kind of built slowly over, over my five years of training. And then I've been out of practice for about seven or eight years. And during that time was a rapid growth into the corporate healthcare side, you know, working again on that business side of, of medicine, because I think it's just where I gravitate towards and it's what I enjoy. And when you think about reset, you know, I always go back to, if you love what you do, 
And you're able to do that and be able to work through that passion that work doesn't feel like work. And my dad always will say, well, be careful what you wish for because I did love the medicine side. And so then I got this big, big job, which was at times overwhelming and certainly not perfect. Um, but you, you, you figure it out, right. And you, you find your way and it's really just about like one day at a time, one step at a time, and really not letting that overwhelm take over, but really just identifying, okay, things that you enjoy doing. And I'm going to focus on that. And, and I do kind of have a ritual that I'm happy to share and, and making sure that my day and my week and my month are not set up so that I don't get overwhelmed. Cause it is important to have kind of that, that, that uh, ritual, I guess. Um, and now just doing the entrepreneurial thing with my husband on the side and he's, you know, running our medical billing, uh, company full time, but, um, really allows us to kind of have, again, that mission, that passion to help other physicians, which is what really kind of, um, I don't know, allows us to, to enjoy, um, enjoy our work. So. Yeah. Being able to know, why you're in this business, um, going back to that, your purpose. I think that is so powerful because we often, when we do get into situations as physicians, where we feel like that's being stripped away from us for whatever reason, that's when it seems to start this spiral of like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, or I need to kind of do something differently. But if you're able to really be able to have that purpose as your compass, I would say, your foundation, then that, that keeps people on the right path. And I, I love that. Um, I can't think of whose principle it is. And so you may, you may know, but that if you're able to at least spend like 20% of the time in your work, uh, doing something that you're really passionate about, that kind of drives you, Mm -hmm. then sometimes you're able to the other 80% of time, you know, do the things that may be not, not as fulfilling, but that you can continue to do because you've got that as something that, that pulls you through. Yeah. That's something that like you wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm excited. I get to do this today. And, you know, I do have, um, you know, something I try and do every single day, both in the morning and both at night, even if it's for five minutes, even if it's for one minute, you know, what am I grateful for today? what do I absolutely have to get done today that, you know, is not negotiable. Right. And that may be for uh, physicians who are seeing patients in the office that maybe I actually have to go to work and see my patients. Right. Um, For others, it, you know, for someone like myself, who's in administration, I have to think through, okay, what do I need to get done today? What do I need to get done this week? And I'm very intentional with setting goals, both on my personal life and my professional life to understand, okay, of my goals that I need to get done this year, what do I need to get done this quarter, this month, this, this week and this day. And it's not so prescriptive that if something changes, I can't move things around, right? It's, it's flexible, but it allows me to turn off at the end of the day, because I think in medicine, in healthcare, whether that's you're in administration or whether that's you're in a patient focused role, work never ends. There's not like a, an off button where you're like, I finished all my work today and you know, my brain can shut down. And so you have to have a mechanism to say, you know, and it may not be always easy about a specific time, right? Because of all of our jobs, it's can, could be hectic time-wise, but for you to say, okay, I've done what I can today. This is what's on my goals for today. I'm going to leave that for tomorrow or for next week, because you know what your big plan is for the 
you know, the year, the quarter, the month, et cetera. And so it's just such an easy um, mechanism for me to have boundaries and for me to truly be able to say, okay, enough, I'm going to go cook dinner and spend time with my family because I've, I've got tomorrow, right? You're speaking my language here. And I think the, uh, I think the challenge I have, cause I so agree with that, um, ritual that you were talking about, or that routine that you're something you're grateful for. What are your priorities for the day? Um, and for me that works, but then I get that problems with something kind of ekes in there like, Oh yeah, I did that, but oh, I forgot about that. I've got to do yeah. that. And so I love that idea of really thinking, okay, yeah, I can give that its own time, but tomorrow it's like right. you said, you, it's, it's how you kind of turn it off for now and then schedule it again for later. Um, and then have those seasonal, those every 90 day goals and, and building on, you know, when are you going to do that? If it's a year goal. It doesn't have to be in that 90 days. It could be another quarter from now. And right. so really just giving yourself the opportunity to know you can do all these things. You just need to kind of determine when you want to do them and, and you don't get into this overwhelm. So Correct. thank you for that reminder of that for myself and for the listeners today as well. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, it's just a helpful way for me to just keep track of things. And if I write it down, then it's not weighing on my mind. Right. Cause then I can say, I have that written down. I'll remember to do it tomorrow. And then I'm not constantly ruminating like, oh gosh, I've got to, I've got to do that. I've got to remember to do that tomorrow. I've written it down. And I have a one note, it's nothing fancy, but it's, it just allows me to, to have that ability to then just move on for the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious with your transition. So as a, a physician in a, a, a clinical pathology role and doing that work and then moving into the administrative piece, I can imagine you're you know, you're kind of pulled in different directions, as you say, and, and coming back to that idea that work never ends, it just gets moved. It's like little shell game, you move it from place to place. Um, what is that combination of skills and roles that you have look like for you? And what are the other strategies you use to kind of integrate those into your day to day? You know, it, administration was one of those things that um, I didn't necessarily plan for, but I truly, really love. I like the leadership. I love mentoring. Um, I like thinking big picture and strategy, but then also being able to get into the weeds when you need to solve a problem, but then come back up very quickly. I think if leader, as a leader, you you can't stay in the weeds, right? Because you've got to think strategically. You've got to think big picture. And and whether your your listeners are, you know, in a owning a private practice or, um, you know, part of a bigger group or even employed as physicians, I think that skill set of being able to think big picture, think strategy, get into the minutia and the weeds at times, because it does help you problem solve and, and try and figure out, okay, what are my next steps? How do I set KPIs, which are key performance mm -hmm. indicators for certain things that you're working on? But then you have to be able to have a bigger picture view, whether that's in a billing world, right? Right. That's your metrics for your practice. That's the financials. But you have to be able to get into the weeds and go, gosh, did I code this specific thing correctly? And so having that ability, I think, just makes us more successful, whether it's 
as a, an administrator in a hospital setting or as a practice owner, um, really that that ability is is so key. And I think that also stems into having a team. So if you're a leader and you're in the, this big picture role, you can kind of sneak into the weeds, but you can't be there all the time. So you need those other individuals who are supporting you or who are peers for you on your team to be able to kind of dive into the weeds for themselves sometimes and kind of bring that back up. Um, so, that, so that kind of leading into that uh, mentorship, creating that team is definitely a key piece of that leadership role. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to medical billing and practice management, right, like you have to have some key metrics that you can say, I understand what's going on in my business. I don't need to do the day-to-day denial management, for example, but I need to know at the end of the month that, you know, I'm hitting these five targets and they don't need to be 20 targets, right? Three or four or five max of things that you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Mm -hmm. And that focus may change throughout the year, right? As you solve one problem, you may can focus on another, you know, having too many things you're trying to solve at once never works, right? Because then you actually don't even know what change resulted in what result. And so um, we always like to work with physicians who are able to kind of go between those two worlds. Cause I do think it just allows the, the practice and the business to just run more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. And as we were talking before we hit record, you know, physicians aren't trained in medical school to know these business aspects to know the, the, you learn a little bit about coding and billing, but very, very minimal. And I think that that's something that can be a big driver of burnout for some physicians of just feeling like they don't have any control or they don't have knowledge of that. And it's something that's being um, put on them rather than something that they can control. So I, I'd love to hear how you all, how you and your husband kind of started this, you know, service for physicians for this coding, this business aspect. Um, and maybe some of the stories you've seen, if you can share without divulging any, uh, <laughs> any <laughs> privacy uh, yes. uh, breakers here. You know, I think our why, my husband's been in software for over 20 years. And so he knows the technology piece. And oftentimes when you're in a practice, the EMR and the practice management software, all of that comes into play to knowing your own billing metrics, knowing the financials. And so it was kind of this mix of my clinical experience and his software experience. And then really our why was working with other physicians, you know, in a social setting, and you'd hear stories about how they hadn't had they hadn't received pay in 12 months uh, in the most extreme situation because of a very bad billing situation that they got into that they couldn't get out of and um and it was very sad to see it was during covid when you know physicians were already stretched too thin and so that was really the point where we said gosh we could do this better um and that's what kind of made us open this company and I, what we like to do is we really focus on education because I think as physicians, like you mentioned, we don't get this very specific education towards business when it comes to running a practice or comes to medical billing and coding. And so how can we educate each other? And we're on a mission to educate 10,000 physicians, maybe more as we grow, but we're going to start with 10,000 to allow um, that knowledge around um, metrics to look at high level, 
you know, key things you need to know in terms of the minutiae, but you don't need to spend time there. And one of the things we like to say is it's okay not to know. It's not okay not to ask. Meaning in your practice, you know, if you're overwhelmed, you're like, I don't even know where to start. That's okay. We can handle that. But you've got to start somewhere, ask a few small questions, and then grow that over time. You don't need to be an expert in medical billing and coding uh, on day one. And you certainly don't you know, need to do everything yourself. Again, it's that high level knowledge so you can ask the right questions with the right team members so that you can continue to see the revenue that you deserve. That that resonates with me because when I took on a role earlier in my career as a lead physician for our practice, there was a lot that I had to learn, you know, and, and some of it was assumed I might know it, but but I had to start asking those questions and feel comfortable doing that right. and, and learning something new. And it wasn't pretty all the time. Some of it was very frustrating. And, yeah. um, but the more and more you invested in it and you started to learn it now, I feel like I could, I could look at a, um, a spreadsheet and kind of know my way around a little bit. But I think that, you know, with the changes that we've seen over time with coding, with, um, you know, what's been passed down from the government as well as different metrics, it, it is a shift. It changes a lot. So being able to kind of continue to keep up on that and not just rely on someone that you hire in your office to kind of tell you if you're doing it right, to also ask those questions, get in the weeds sometimes as you're talking about, and then be able to kind of step back and know that it's being run in the way that you want. But that that starts with learning what you don't know and, and asking the questions to be able to do that. So I think that's really important to, to keep in mind, um, in all aspects of your business. Yeah. And, you know, it's for, especially some docs that have not maybe had to do it before opening up a private practice after being employed for a long time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's like the number one thing they're, they're concerned about. Um, which I understand, I get that. And, you know, we've certainly had some of our clients who, um, have had some unfortunate situations. And so then it's like, they're trying to dig out. And, um, I, you know, one of the things we try and do is kind of step people through, okay, let's start with day one, right? We don't need to worry about what it's going to look like in 18 months. Let's start with month one. And that can kind of take off some of that overwhelm so that you're not like, oh my gosh, I have to fix, you know, this huge problem. And we've had practices who have ARs, their account receivable, you know, seven figures. And so that's can feel very overwhelming because you've got a big hole to dig out of. Um, but again, it's one day at a time. And there are some really key strategies that practices can do when they are feeling that like, oh, shoot, I've, you know, got to dig out. How do I do that? So um, we've had an experience of, you know, practices who need a lot of help and some who've just need a reliable service, but who have other aspects who are going really well. And so we've been able to kind of help that um, uh, broad range of practices. Thank you so much for sharing that. I will make sure that we have in the show notes how to find you on social media because I know that you're doing a lot of um, education and webinars and resources there and also the way to get in touch with you uh, personally with your company so that um, those who are interested um, can be able to find you and start learning some of the things that we're talking about. So oh, thank, thank you, you for sharing much. that. Thank you. And I would love to, if, if, you're, if you're game for it, um, we like to do a couple of rapid fire questions, get to know yeah. you a little bit better yeah. and, uh, and, uh, see where this might go, but they're all okay. the fun. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> uh, what's on your nightstand right now? 
uh, a picture of my family, a book called Positive Intelligence. And for any of our leaders, this is an awesome book. Um, it's called Positive Intelligence, which is PQ, right? So PQ is kind of like EQ and IQ, right? So in that same world, and it walks you through the things that happen in our minds that kind of uh, judge the th judge ourselves or judge others that make it challenging to have this positive outlook and have this ability to explore and innovate and navigate challenges in your life. And I am almost done with it and highly, highly recommend. I have not read that, but I do know some coaches who have trained in that um, uh, with that physician or with the person who wrote that, I should say. And it's been really interesting to kind of figure out what, what's your sage, what's your saboteur as you're yes. talking about the things yes. that yes. really kind of pull you in different directions. So yeah. all the listeners check that out for check sure. Out. <laughs> and what do you do for yourself um, to support your wellness right now? We had talked about you were heading out for a run after we record. Yes. Um, I enjoy running, walking, um, lifting weights, even, even as a female, I think that's important. Um, spending time with my kiddos. Um, we've got three dogs and on the weekends, I enjoy to golf with my husband and my kids. So uh, my nine-year-old son has officially beat me. He is better than me in golf, but it is um, a lot of fun and just being outside. So <laughs> I love that. All that sounds wonderful. And such a great example of being able to uh, kind of leave work at work <laughs> and do the yes. things that, that support you uh, outside of work. So thank you for that. And my last one is, um, what's something on your bucket list that you are looking forward to checking off in the next couple of years? So we are, our kids are nine and almost seven. So we have hit that moment where we can really start traveling internationally. And while we are big travelers, we've not quite done the Italy's and Europe's and Thailand's. And so those are some of the Galapagos islands. Those are actually some of the things my husband and I were talking about this morning is what are we going to do is that big family first, really nice international trip. And so that's what we're sorting out as we speak for next summer. So that is a huge thing for us to start getting those kiddos um, versed in all kinds of things that's international. So that's, that's on our bucket list. That sounds like so much fun. And I'm seeing a lot of people coming out of uh, COVID, coming out of the first part of COVID, we'll say, um, <laughs> into where we are now, really trying to get back uh, into travel because we've missed it so much. So that sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here and talking with me today. And I want to give you the last word. So if there are a couple of pearls of wisdom uh, that you've learned and you've already told us some kind of to have as takeaways for our listeners, I'll finish up with letting you tell us those. You know, I think as physicians, we tend to be the people who like to educate, the people who like to fix problems and we want to fix everybody else's problem. I think if you can find an hour a day, you know, a couple hours, maybe on the weekend to be able to spend time doing what you enjoy. Um, you'll be amazed at how much better it makes us able to fix and heal others. So that's, you know, my, my last pearl of wisdom. Thank you so much. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> I well, hope, hope you enjoy your weekend and your travel in the near future. And I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me.
Thanks for listening in on this conversation at Reset MD. If you'd like to reach out to us and continue the conversation for well-being, email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com.